Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Oil spills are unfortunately not that uncommon. In 2015 alone, approximately 7,000 tons of oil was spilled, mostly into larger spills of over 700 tons each, but there were also a number of smaller spills. A medium oil spill is between 7 and 700 tons of oil. That's enough to have a devastating effect on local wildlife. Today, we're talking about a spill which had a big effect on a little bird. Hey, Amber. Did you hear the one about a penguin wearing a sweater? Rachel, is this some kind of a joke? Uh, kind of. And it's also a story today. This is Rough Outline. And today we present the Great Penguin Sweater Fiasco. To get some help telling the story today, we've turned to an expert. Today we're talking to Mike Dickerson, curator of natural history at the Whanganui Regional Museum in New Zealand. Hello, Mike. Hello. Our story begins in 2001 near Phillip Island, about one and a half hours' drive from Melbourne. In Australia, not New Zealand, though that most of the journalists covering the story could not distinguish between the two countries because they're basically the same place. Phillip Island is famous for its penguins. It's one of the few places in the world where you can see the penguin parade. That's just what it sounds like when swarms of little darlings come ashore at dusk in parade formation. And the penguins we're talking about are not the black and white ones you're familiar with. These are fairy penguins or blue penguins, which are literally blue on top, which actually probably makes them even more adorable than the monochrome penguins. Anyway, they're common little penguins found around even tropical Australia and northern New Zealand. And they're not uncommon. They even nest under people's houses and make a racket. There was an oil spill in Australia and a lot of penguins and other seabirds were oil soaked. And so the bird rescue team, of course, descends and cleans up the oil and washes down the birds, as as you're familiar. But this crew in Australia decided that they would make little knitted They're basically like little knitted cylinders or tubes with a couple of slits for the wings to go out for the penguins to wear. Jumpers. Pullovers. Cardigans. Vests. They made little penguin sweaters. If you knit them right, you get a little rib neck, turtleneck appearance, which looks utterly adorable when you stick a penguin in it. (laughs) But it wasn't just for show. It was to prevent the birds from preening. Left to their own devices, the penguins would have cleaned the oil from their feathers and ingested it. That would have done a number on their liver and kidneys. It would have killed the birds, and there were a lot of birds. Over 400 penguins were affected. 
So to buy themselves some time, the crew at Phillip Island popped a sweater onto each penguin. Yeah, and so this is incredibly photogenic. They started knitting them, and then they thought, oh, let's have a knitting drive. Let's try and get volunteers to give us some sweaters, because they need about 100 of them, and lots of penguins. And so they did. And as is typical with these sorts of volunteer social media drives, it was incredibly over-successful. And they got hundreds and hundreds of sweaters and then thousands, and they ended up with about 15,000 sweaters. This was all long after all the penguins had been cleaned and set free. Wow. What do you do with 15,000 sweaters for penguins? Well, well, they didn't know what to do, so they put them all in boxes, and that eventually filled a whole storage room. And then they, at that point, they finally realised, perhaps we should tell people to stop sending us sweaters. (laughs) But they didn't. They're still coming, by the way. For a while, there was a little note on the Phillip Island Conservation Trust webpage saying, please stop sending us sweaters. We don't actually. It was over 10 years ago. We don't need them. There hasn't been an oil spill since then. We have plenty stockpiled in case there's a disastrous oil spill that that soaks thousands of penguins. So, uh, <laughs> But we don't need them. And then they came up with this bright idea. Wait, what happened if we got some little stuffed toy penguins? and put the sweaters on them and sold them in the gift shop. That's the Australian story. And this is where our story starts to unravel. But what happened out of that is that a a pattern was made and released and even printed in in a knitting book, a novelty penguin sweater pattern, and put online. We don't know exactly what effect the penguin sweaters had on the bird's recovery, but we do know that the Phillip Islands team saved 96% of the penguins. And made a lot of knitters very, very happy. Let's skip forwards now 10 years after the penguin sweater saga began. Kia ora, good evening. It's now looming as the most significant environmental disaster in our history. And hundreds of tonnes of toxic oil is tonight heading towards beaches near Tauranga. This is a massive increase in the amount of oil spewing out of the stricken cargo ship Reno. The previous estimate of spilled oil was up to 30 tonnes. Today, up to 300 tonnes leaked from one of the vessel's main tanks. This was New Zealand's worst maritime disaster in recent years. It's no overstatement to say that the whole country felt badly and wanted to help out. And that includes knitters. Back to Mike. Someone posted this sweater pattern from Australia and she came up with this story. She said that a friend of hers daughter was in contact with the bird rescue crew and they needed sweaters. And then someone else jumped in who owned a yarn shop in Napier, which is a completely different city on even a different coast from where the oil spill was actually happening. And they said, I'll help. I'll receive all these sweaters if you send them to me and I'll send them on to Tauranga where the, where the penguins are. And of course, what knitter could resist knitting a tiny sweater for an even tinier penguin? And so it all cranked into gear. And of course, the coordinator of all this had no contact with the penguins at all and only knew about this because a friend's daughter was in touch with the veterinarians, supposedly. So you notice the structure, it's very much like those amazing stories you hear forwarded where this actually happened to my brother-in-law's friend's hairdresser. Yeah. So there was no direct contact with anyone involved with saving penguins. 
they released the patent, the Australian patent, put it on their little web page and went online. And then the critical mistake was that the coordinator went on holiday. So it went viral? Yep, it went viral. The problem wasn't that it went viral though, the problem was the format. Everything from the knitting shop's address, the knitting pattern itself, and the call to action was contained in an email newsletter, which, once released, could not be deleted or updated like a website can be. Well, of course, all the knitters forwarded this to all their different forums on Ravelry that they belonged to, and this meant people all over the world then were suddenly seeing this pattern, and then they started emailing it to other knitters who weren't on Ravelry. Anyone could forward it and everyone did. And so it appeared on all these blogs. Then it was leaked out of the knitting world onto conservation sites and conservation mailing lists. And then it was picked up by the bigger sites like Etsy, the big craft site. Mm. Yes. And news sites, news stories. Huffington Post covered it. And then it got boiled. Have these penguins been yard-bombed? Non-usual sweaters. Hand-knitted sweaters like these lovingly made by knitters from around the world. And millions of people saw it at that point. And then by this time, the coordinator had come back from holiday and was able to notice that this was a huge deal and was able to try and start to control the... But it was too late. Yeah, too and late. To, the horse too had bolted. Late, late. The penguin had bolted. So it's, it's, it was too late. Yeah. So the sweaters just started flooding and huge numbers of sweaters were being mailed to Napier. And then the media started calling this little knitting shop in Napier and of course, what do the media want? The media want footage of live penguins wearing adorable sweaters being cuddled and waddling away. And Napier, of course, is nowhere near the penguins. Mm, and they just yeah. the knitting shop. They didn't have any penguins. <laughs> so the whole thing became like an international sensation. Uh, and the, the thousands of knitters around the world were busy working on their sweaters and sending them all to, to New Zealand. With such and good then, intentions, right? Such good intentions, because people love penguins. I mean, of course they love penguins, and especially adorable penguins and sweaters. But, you know, I, I felt this was a deeply misguided action for a start, because mm. if you, you love penguins, right? So, but you don't, if you love something, you don't knit a sweater for it, right? Well. <laughs> because, because of the boyfriend sweater kiss. <gasps> You're right. So Absolutely. I the think penguins will break up with you. Amber's <laughs> looking confused. We better tell Amber and any non-knitters about the boyfriend sweater curse. So the boyfriend sweater curse is the rule that you must never, ever, ever knit a sweater for a man before you're married to him. If you do, you're definitely going to break up. There's a Wikipedia article and everything about this, so you know it's true. And there's several theories about why this might be. So a sweater takes a long time to knit. If you're sitting there for 40 hours thinking about your relationship, then, you know, you might start wondering if he's worth all that yarn. Yeah, the it's first a huge time, undertaking. The yeah. first time I knit, um, or I crocheted a scarf for my boyfriend, I nearly dumped him. Like, that scarf <laughs> was nearly the end of us. I did, however, crochet a penguin sweater. Mike, did you knit any penguin sweaters, or were you I smarter did knit, than I me? I knitted a penguin sweater before uh, it all became clear what was going on. So, so get, to get back to the story, so the, the penguins would surely have dumped everyone. Um, it's, but anyway, people didn't <laughs> care. They made they made sweaters for the penguins, um, and then it turned out that someone bothered. Someone actually asked the veterinarian, "So, how's the sweaters going with the penguins?" And the veterinarian said, "What sweaters?" Oh, because they didn't actually ask for sweaters. 
In fact, they weren't even using sweaters on the penguins because, as the vets pointed out, why the heck would you take this poor little stressed bird and then stick an uncomfortable sweater on it? You know, photo opportunity, that's why. The team coordinating the Rena disaster cleanup effort, who, by the way, had been planning for just such an event for 16 years, were cleaning and treating some 40 birds per day without the need for a single sweater. And then they were putting the animals under heat lamps and, and, and warm water to recover, rather than putting sweaters on them because that's what they consider that much less stressful. Fun fact. Since 1998, great-grandmother Mill Davenport has been knitting penguin sweaters. As of 2014, she has knitted over a thousand of them. She single-handedly created more penguin sweaters than could ever be needed. Mill is an accomplished knitter who began her career as a schoolgirl knitting socks for soldiers during the Second World War. Back to the story. Uh, but apparently it's just not, not practice anymore for bird rescue groups to put sweaters on, on the birds. Uh, that was an Australian thing. They don't seem to do it anymore. So they weren't. They didn't. They weren't wanting any sweaters. And it's not clear why someone got the impression that someone's daughter was in touch with them and they needed sweaters. Um, so they were very polite, you know. But they were just a bit sort of puzzled by this huge international knitting effort. <laughs> and, and, and so all these sweaters piled up at this yarn shop in Napier. Uh, and thousands um, piled up in the... In fact, they're probably still arriving because the email, the, the pattern and the address was probably forwarded without a, a clear close date or a, a, a notification that they're no longer needed. So oh, sure. these things live forever. Um, so they've ended up with... And, and so the first the yarn shop said, well, we could send them to Australia because we heard they need penguin sweaters over there. And Australia probably said, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> We could. Um, and so the yarn shop is now doing the same thing. They're getting toy penguins. They're putting the sweaters on and they're selling them in the yarn shop. And the money supposedly goes to conservation, unspecified fundraising for conservation. Mm. And, and brought and one of those sounds, penguins. That sounds reasonable, doesn't it? But, you know, you've got to wonder, what do the knitters think about all this? Because they weren't knitting sweaters to go on toy penguins to be sold to raise money for some conservation group after expenses and, you know, overhead had been taken out, da-da-da. They were knitting sweaters for little penguins. And given the hours and hours of work that goes into doing this, well, you know, you think about what's your hourly rate? Is this really the the best use of your time? Could you not have volunteered for a few hours instead to do fundraising or man phones? Or, but, but that, of course, isn't going to motivate people to spend hours making a sweater. I really feel like the story is like a fairy tale. It's like something out of Disney. There's the adorable animals and clothes, the misguided but well-meaning sidekick in the form of the yarn store, and I guess that makes the penguins the heroes. I mean, they have the costumes for it. Or it could be the veterinarians, the scientists, the volunteers cleaning up the little beggars that are the real heroes. Yeah, I guess they do have those white capes, so that makes sense. Anyway, a story like this needs a moral. But what would the moral of the story be here? Before you start a knitting pattern, Always check your sources.
to Rough Outline, a sustainability and culture podcast with your hosts, Rachel Rayner and Amber Panting. See our website, roughoutline.org, for extra content, for show notes, for videos of adorable sweater-wearing penguins, and Rachel's Amagurumi penguin with sweater pattern, which you can download and create yourself. And we'll be talking more about Amagurumi in future episodes. Big thanks to Mike Dickerson, curator of natural history and fellow knitter, for helping us out today. You can follow him on Twitter at Adzbill, A-D-Z-E-B-I-L-L, or find him on his website, giantflightlessbirds.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at roughoutlinepod. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.